0: there. I'm Cindy Linden and this is the Cook Along Podcast. My mother told me once that whatever you do the first day of the new year is something you will do all year long. That's one of the silliest things I ever heard now that I think back on it. But I know, let's face it, we all know that you are not going to bound out of bed on New Year's Day and eat something healthy and do something good for you. You'll be up too late the night before. You won't have done any planning beyond essentially midnight of December 31st. You will feel that you need to eat something good for you because you don't feel so good at all and you need to do something to fix that <laughs> and because you want to start the new year right. But it is a holiday. You may not have to go to work. You just want to have something a little bit indulgent that will allow you to sort of savor that vacation day. But you want it healthy. So, believe it or not, I have the solution for you. This is a cook-along second helping, which means this is a recipe I've run before, first published many moons ago, that I think deserves attention. It's a recipe I love, and is appropriate for you at this particular time. Here it is, that healthy breakfast disguised as dessert, the perfect way to celebrate New Year's Day at whatever time morning actually happens for you. Good morning, I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook-Along Podcast, and it is indeed morning because I'm gonna walk through with you a new recipe. I haven't tried it yet, but I found it on 12 Tomatoes. It's called Baked Cinnamon Roll Oatmeal. I'm interested in this because in my house, we've been trying to cut back on one of my, I'm afraid, addictions, which is bread. If I have bread and cheese, it's all I need. And most every meal I eat is some version of bread and cheese, whether that's yogurt and toast, or pizza, or pasta and Parmesan, or whatever. It's my favorite thing is sort of wheat and cheese. And that's, of course, not the best diet to be consistent about. So I am trying to cut back on how much bread I eat. Uh, I've actually even sort of cut back on how much cheese, but not really, because I found... The cheese is just as good without bread or crackers as it is with it. So anyway, that's completely irrelevant here because I want to try this in order to find something that's maybe sort of a mouth substitute for cinnamon rolls. I'm sure it won't be, but the flavors might be right. So we're going to try this. We're going to try it brand new together. It looks very easy and it looks really yummy. So we're going to give it a shot. Here are your ingredients which you can find ahead of time written down for you on thecookalongpodcast.com if that's easier for you. It certainly is for me, but here they are. First I should say, it says this takes 30 minutes and it serves six. I think that's incorrect because it asks for a nine by 13 inch pan and says that that's six servings. If you have a nine by 13 inch pan, pull it out and look at it and tell me that that would be six servings. Cause it looks to me more like 12. I think that would be huge, huge pieces to make it six. I'm just telling you what it says. We'll find out as we go here. It may be that you really want that much. I don't know, but again, the ingredients are two cups of milk. I'm going to use almond milk. Uh, you could use probably any milk. It of course means just regular dairy milk. You need two cups of old-fashioned oats, one large egg, four tablespoons of brown sugar, two tablespoons of butter, and it suggests unsalted. I am gonna use salted because I like a little salt and I'll cut back in the salt later. And besides, salted is what I have in the house right now. Uh, We're gonna melt that. One and a half teaspoons of cinnamon, a teaspoon of vanilla extract, a half a teaspoon of salt, and a half a teaspoon of baking powder. That is what makes up the cinnamon roll oatmeal. Then there are two, yes, two different drizzles. The first is a cinnamon drizzle, and for that you're going to need a third of a cup of brown sugar, and four more tablespoons of butter, and again it says unsalted, but I'm using salted, and one tablespoon of cinnamon, and the piece de resistance, for the cream cheese drizzle, you need a half a cup of powdered sugar, a half a package, in other words, four ounces of cream cheese. I'm going to use a Neuf Chantel, which is a light, low-fat kind of cream cheese, and that's what I have in the house. And uh, two to three tablespoons of milk, and here again, I think I'm going to use the almond milk. So that's the list. Your only do-ahead, two do-aheads, two do-aheads. The first is to preheat your oven to 375 and the second is to take out that 9 by 13 inch pan and spray it with nonstick spray. It always makes me a little nervous to do a recipe with you that I've never made before because I sometimes discover things as I go that are problems with the recipe themselves. Something's left out or something isn't, doesn't tell you how to use them. But I guess you're my guinea pig or we're guinea pigs together. That's what it is. So we're just going to proceed. You need a a medium bowl and your two cups of oats are going into the bowl. I have both old-fashioned oats and quick oats in my house. This one specifies old-fashioned oats. I'm going to trust it. I think if you had quick oats it would be probably okay. The texture is going to be a little different on the final product but I don't think that's going to be a huge deal. But then again, you know, what do I know? We haven't done this recipe before. In with the oats, you put, oh, I got the wrong sugar out. I got the white sugar out. I need the brown sugar, which is always a good thing. I love brown sugar. It's kind of one of the things that makes me interested in a recipe. So in with the oatmeal goes four tablespoons of brown sugar. We're going to pack it because that's usually what's asked for. I mean, it doesn't say that here, but that's the way most of the time you want to measure brown sugar. Okay. And then the cinnamon goes in here as well. One and a half teaspoons. I'm using a really good cinnamon from Penzi's Spices. Disclaimer, I work there when I'm not doing this with you. One and a half. That's a lot of cinnamon, but then anything with cinnamon roll aspirations is going to need a lot of cinnamon. And then the salt. Half a teaspoon. And the baking powder. How much baking powder? Oh, half a teaspoon of baking powder as well. And We're just going to mix that up. I'm myself tempted to use my hands just to mess up those nice beautiful lumps of brown sugar and mix them in better you know what <laughs> if the temptation is probably a good one i'm doing it what am i doing to my hands nothing bad right they're going to smell like cinnamon until i wash them how bad is that there that was much faster than using a spoon and i do have a lot of cinnamon on my hands okay the next in a separate bowl and so this one I'm going to think it's probably a little bit smaller needed maybe not a lot and in here we're going to put the milk that's my almond milk you hear because I always shake it up and how much did I say of that where is that oh two cups okay this is important so your bowl should be big enough to hold two cups of milk and the egg and then to be able to whisk it. Now what this says is to beat the egg into the milk. I think that's the hard way. Don't you think so? That sounds like the hard way to me. So I'm gonna beat the milk into the egg. So I'm gonna get my egg and whisk it a little first because otherwise you're just gonna be pushing it around for a while, right? Then I'm going to add the milk and now I'll whisk them together. I guess you could say I'm not exactly a rule follower. Have you ever thought about that? That one of the ways that divide people are whether they are rule followers or not and actually I think I am a rule follower but I always want to test the rule first. You know, I don't just follow blindly. It's like, well, how do you know that that should be the rule? And so I test it first. So maybe that means I'm not a rule follower, but anyway, there you go. You might think about which side of that line you fall on. It's kind of an interesting consideration. The next thing we do is we add the vanilla extract and that is a teaspoon and it's going into the milk and eggs here. Oh, you know what? I missed a step. So, I'm gonna whisk that up. So it really is, this is, see, this is why it's best not to do things that I haven't tested out with you before. So what we have to do is melt the butter because the melted butter is supposed to go in here now. So we're gonna go backward a little bit. Just leave the milk, vanilla, and egg for a minute to sit and get out your two tablespoons of butter and put it in some kind of little microwavable bowl and pop it in your microwave. I have to do mine on a really low setting. I don't know if you guys have this issue, but if I try to melt butter in an uncovered container in the microwave oven, it's like it explodes. It's like there's some air bubble in the middle of it that makes it explode. So I have to do it low and slow. So I've got my microwave set on two and I think I'm gonna try, I'll set it for a minute and then just watch it. You know, I thought I'd read the instructions all the way through. Okay, this is a chance for me to wash the cinnamon off my hands. It's always a good idea to read the instructions all the way through, more than once. Which, honestly, I thought I did, but I think I must have skimmed and rather than really reading them. So that you find stuff like this and you have it ready ahead of time. This should have been a do-ahead, I guess, as melting the butter. I figured we'd do it as we went. But you know what? It needed to have been a do-ahead. Sorry about that. All right, let's see how this is doing. Oh, nowhere near. See, that's the thing. If I turn it up to a reasonable temperature, even three. There it goes. Oh, I risk exploding it. Well, no, maybe it's just sizzling. So that melted it really fast. There's a couple of lumps in there, but as I swirl this around, they're going away. All right, now what we're doing is whisking and gradually pouring in the melted butter, probably so that we don't cook the egg that's in there. So I'm just drizzling it in as I whisk. My bowl is spinning. My whisk is spinning. The milk is spinning and the, and the butter, I wish I could get a picture of this. It's really pretty. Oh, the other thing is you don't wanna cook the egg, but the, also the butter is now hitting the cold ingredients and we don't want it to lump up. So that's why we're doing this slowly. That's in. Now, here's another thing I should have read ahead of time. It says what we're gonna do now is stir the dry ingredients into the wet ingredients. That means that the bowl with your wet ingredients needed to be bigger than I told you. I'm so sorry. I think if it's the other way around and your bigger bowl is the one with the dry ingredients, don't hold me to this, because like I said, we don't have any idea. But I think you could just do it the other direction and not worry about it. I mean, the ultimate result is that it's all going in the same bowl, right? So we're supposed to put it in, stir them in together, just until combined. Okay. Well, takes a minute to combine it. That's interesting. The cinnamon and brown sugar don't really want to mix in. Gosh, I hope they told me the right size pan, because this doesn't look like enough to fill a nine by 13 pan. All right, but here goes. So you just pour it all in. <laughs> and Of course the liquid spreads out over the whole pan and the oats are in a big bumpy pile in the middle. So spread them out, see if you can get this even. I think you have to kind of stir it in the pan. Spreading isn't exactly an option because it doesn't mix things in. You really kind of have to stir it a little bit in the pan. All right, and then this goes in your 375 degree preheated oven for 20 minutes until the oatmeal is set and it's browned on top. Now, while it's baking for 20 minutes, we're gonna make the two drizzles. So the first one is the cinnamon drizzle. And for that, we need a third of a cup of brown sugar and four tablespoons of, yes, melted butter. So time to melt the butter again. So this time, a third of a cup of packed brown sugar. Again, I'm assuming the packed part. Third of a cup goes into a sort of a smallish bowl. I was thinking about this, you know, things always say medium bowl or large bowl. All of that is relative to the other sizes, right? What might be a medium bowl is really completely respective to the biggest bowl you have in your house or the smallest bowl you have in your house. It's really a non-specific thing that we use and rely on all the time, kind of weird. Anyway, let's check on the butter here. Oh yeah, one more time. So I've put the third of a cup of brown sugar into the bowl I'm actually going to go ahead and do the cinnamon as well. And that is a whole tablespoon. That's a lot of cinnamon. In with the brown sugar. And I'm just going to take a minute to stir that up since my butter's not quite ready. Now the butter's ready. Mm, Mostly. I'm going to whisk up that last bit. And then we pour this in here and whisk it all together until it's smooth. Okay, so this may be healthier than cinnamon rolls made with bread dough, but probably not less fattening. Probably not. Okay, there's the first glaze slash drizzle is already taken care of now. It's sitting here and it can just be ready for when the oats rolls come out of the oven. Now let's do the second one. So we need another quote, medium bowl. And we need the cream cheese, or as I said, Neufchatel. So that's four ounces. Oh, and you know what? Here was another do ahead. I'm so sorry. It says softened. Now I don't really have to worry about that because the Neufchatel is sort of always soft. But, um, <laughs> oops. <laughs> okay. I have to make myself some little note I can post that says, don't do recipes for podcasts that you haven't tried out first. So if your cream cheese is hard and stiff, this part's gonna be really difficult and you may need to wait and do it after your stuff comes out so that it has at least 20 minutes to sort of sit. I can go ahead because it's fairly soft, although I have to whisk it. I don't know if it's that soft. So in with the cream cheese goes. A half a cup of powdered sugar and I'm sort of surprised it doesn't suggest sifting it because powdered sugar is pretty lumpy but it doesn't say it so I'm not doing it now we're supposed to whisk that together this will be an interesting experiment I'm also out of whisks let me use the same whisk I just used in the cinnamon one whisk it yeah that means that cream cheese really needs to be pretty soft I mean like really soft I don't know if this would work, but you could try microwaving it, you know, the same way I talked to you about the butter, We'll just put it on a really low temperature. I haven't done this in this podcast, but if something calls for softened butter and we haven't softened it ahead of time, what I suggest is putting it in your microwave oven on about two and giving it 30 seconds. And then turning it over and doing it again for like 10 to 15 seconds until you get it to the consistency that you can use it for creaming or whatever. And it might work for cream cheese. This is crazy, okay? I, all the cream cheese is now inside of my whisk. It's like it picked everything up, the cream cheese and the sugar, it's all in a big lump inside my whisk. So I'm trying to kind of scrape it out of there, but I don't know that the whisk was the right tool. That seems like a spoon would have worked better. But I think the reason is because we're about to add some liquid and we need the whisk then anyway, maybe? I don't know, goofy. Okay, we're gonna add the milk because I don't want it to get all caught up in there again. And again, I'm using almond milk. I should have talked to you about why. I mean, really the only reason is it's low calorie content. It provides a good texture without providing a lot of calories that's why I would think if you had oat milk that might be a good idea in here I don't know maybe it's not enough to matter putting in two tablespoons of almond milk regular milk is fine now I'm gonna whisk it sort of whisk it stir it and see what happens because we might need another tablespoon it's pretty lumpy and uh how's it doing it's kind of not in my whisk anymore that's helpful Okay, I'm going to have to stir this for a while to get it to smooth out, and I'm guessing you're going to have the same issue. So here's what I'm going to do. I have 11 minutes left on my baking, and I need to go stir this, so I'm going to go away. We can come back together whenever your timer goes off and your frosting is smooth. Come on back, and we'll finish this up and test it out, okay? Okay. So 20 minutes was perfect. Mine is now out of the oven and it is a little browned on the edges, but not overly so. And the oatmeal looks like it's completely set. I can hear it still sizzling a little bit. I don't know if you can hear that. Gonna let it cool for just a minute and take a picture of it, actually. I don't know that you can tell how nicely browned this is in this picture, but I'm just gonna take it. And let me talk to you a little bit about the website while this cools down just a hair. I don't want the sauce, what I wanna say, the drizzle to just go everywhere because it's melted again. Needs restirring. This brown sugar cinnamon one looks really good. Anyway, the website. There are things on there that are not recipes. And if you've checked it out, you already know this. And I do try to let you know because I can't put my blog in the podcast. There are some really cool informational pieces, all of them, really short little articles about everyday things you need to know, like tools you should have in your kitchen, or how to know what kind of salt to use, or how to measure your flour correctly, or the difference between different kinds of rice and why you might choose one over the other. There are all these things that are written. They're not part of the podcast. So I encourage you to go check out the website and see what you can find there. I suspect you'll learn some things. I only put things on there that were kind of revelatory to me when I first found the information. So presumably they might be revelatory to you as well. Some of them, I don't know. Anyway, I hope you'll go check it out. TheCookAlongPodcast.com And my oats have stopped sizzling. There's still a lot of heat coming off of them, but I'm not going to worry about it. The interesting thing about the recipe is it does not say what to do now. It says to mix up these drizzles, and it calls them drizzles, but it doesn't say what to do. There is, however, a picture, so I am just going to do what the name of the thing is and drizzle it. So I'm stirring it as I go, and I'm just drizzling it over the top. This is the cinnamon one, by the way. This is the cinnamon and brown sugar one. I'm drizzling it over the top. There's gonna be quite a lot of it, so it may not stay as a drizzle. It may turn more into a frosting. We'll see. It looks really beautiful. Yeah, see, there's quite a lot of sauce, so this is good. It means you don't have to miss any bits. It isn't completely spreading out. It still looks like something of a drizzle, but it's spreading out some. Very nice. I don't wanna leave anything in here. Heck no. Butter, brown sugar, Cinnamon, I am not, not using it. (laughs) It's definitely going on here every bit. All right. The last step is the cream cheese drizzle, which still isn't as smooth as I wish it would be, but I don't imagine that really matters. And, you know, I think I'm going to wait... I think I'm gonna drizzle this over the cut pieces rather than over the whole thing. It'll stay in in drizzle shape a little better that way and maybe look prettier. So that's really the last step is drizzling the cream cheese. Look at this nine by 13 inch pan here now and tell me this is only six servings because I just don't believe it. It's probably, I don't know, let me think, twice that maybe? I think it's, it's 12 servings and If it's supposed to be only six, then it really wants you to eat a lot of cinnamon roll, which means you can go back and get a second one, right? For no penalty. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm excited to try this. You are supposed to serve it warm, so give it a little bit longer to cool down so that you don't burn your tongue on it. And then cut it and drizzle your cream cheese over the top and give it a go. Rather than go away now and leave you to your own exploration, I'm gonna actually wait and go through the serving and tasting process with you. I don't know how we know when it's ready to cut. Let's see if it stays in shape. Oh, hmm, not really. Ah, sorta, interesting. All right, I'm gonna give it 10 minutes and I'm gonna go away for that 10 minutes and then I'm gonna come back and we'll serve this up together to see what we got. I'm guessing this is as solid as it's gonna get. So I've got a little spatula here, and I'm gonna cut, okay, I'm gonna cut it the way I was talking about before. Oh, it's really kinda like oatmeal. Uh, so I'm gonna get 12 servings out of this. So I'm cutting squares, and then three in this direction. And then see if I can scoop this out. How interesting. Um, yeah, oh it does, it comes right out. Okay, and now, little taste of fella well it tastes like oatmeal with cinnamon and brown sugar on it surprise now I'm going to drizzle a little this cream cheese stuff over the top here we go okay now the taste test here we go Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Oh, you guys. Mm. Okay. The texture is like oatmeal. I mean, it's got, it's not smooth. Oh my God. The taste is amazing. Holy smoke. Wow. Okay. So if you didn't try this along with me today, I encourage you to do so. It's really good. You do want to um, do all the do-aheads that I left out. That would be good. Let me know what you think on the website. I really look forward to hearing any comments you have about this recipe, since it's brand new to me as well. And until next time, wow, Mm. happy cooking. Mm. Okay, now I get why it might only be six servings.